0: Welcome to the Superhero of Love podcast. I am Bridget Fonger. I wrote a book called Superhero of Love Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. That book is going to be out in January 2019, but I didn't want to wait until that time to start talking to superheroes of love. And guess what? Here's the news you are a superhero of love, and through talking to other superheroes like yourself, tapping into that little superhero inside of you. I'm hoping that you and I and all of us start feeling more and more like superheroes of love, meaning that we love and are loved more than ever before. So welcome. Let's get this party started. Welcome superheroes. We are here today joining with Patty Paglia-Simpson She is sitting at her office in Santa Barbara, and I'm sitting in my office in um, Los Angeles, and we are here to talk about her incredible heart and the heart that led her to create the company with her sister called Waxing Poetic, which is a company whose mission is so superhero of lovey (laughs) (laughs) and and her work is so exquisite you can it will touch your heart for sure I am holding right now in my fingers the chain that I wear every single day every single day I wear this chain and I think of you every single time I look at it's the most beautiful chain on the planet earth (laughs) and I wear it every single day um (laughs) but um all of your work, Patty, um, is touches the heart, and your words. Um, you know, there's no no mistake that your company's name is Waxing Poetic. You are such a poet and such an artist, and I welcome you with all of my heart. Thank you, Bridget. I love you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Okay. First of all, you have so many stories to tell, but I really, I would love for you to share with the people that are listening the story of how you created, how and why you came to create Waxing Poetic.
1: Okay. It's um, 2001 and the world is upside down for me and for the world because there's, you know, the big bubble burst and 9-11 happened. I was going through a divorce I was going through a huge transformation. I hear you talk on the podcast. I've listened to so many episodes of of the wonderful uh, interviewees that you've had on talk about this. And and there's no escaping that, you know, when times look a little shaky and dark and, you know, there are openings there for us. And that's really how this company started. It, It came out of a real desire for me to connect to revisit a place within myself after being, you know, it was a dot I was kind of a very driven person in that way. I'd worked in various industries and in film and in different art, you know, I'm an artist and I've worked in different, you know, applying myself in different ways throughout the years and uh, different creative departments and magazines and all kinds of jobs and was a dot And I was let go of my job with a, with a severance and 9-11 happened right after that. And, um, I was going through a divorce. So that's the that's the, those are the like wow. macro the macro kind of situation around me. You know, and I'm this person like, okay, what is this what is this trying to tell me? What should I do? And I just started making things like I went back to like enjoying myself, like just enjoying being with myself, using my hands, being creative, doing something just for the love of doing it, not for any purpose. And cause I had some time, right. I had a severance and I had some space and this is before nine 11 happened. I kind of came up with the idea for waxing poetic. It was really just kind of a catching lightning in a bottle sort of wow. like psychically and, and um, spiritually in some sense, and then also just applying that, like, you know, these pieces, like I was at a, at a, uh, at the, I think it might've been the Rose Bowl flea market and just looking at these seals and these old wax seals and kind of like, I was doing a lot of antiquing at the time. And I'm like, you know, these things carry so much implicit meaning and the, like an invocation behind what, what they carry. you know, the, when mm-hmm. somebody is sealing a letter and I'm looking at those, and I was like, oh, my God. And I had been making jewelry for a little while that year after I left my job. And, and it was, you know, I had some success and had somebody wear it to the Golden Globes and all this kind of wonderful things started. You know, I had – I was getting successful um, with other things, but the idea for the wax seal – for for taking something that is a signifier of something else and imbuing that with meaning and putting it out there and and seeing what happened – these are all different. They're all blobby. They're not like perfect. They're imperfect the way we are. Will people respond to this? And I thought it was like the greatest idea in the world. And I took it to a trade show <laughs> and nobody got it. Oh my God. Really? Nobody got it. Nobody got it. And I, I, I and, uh, you know, John, I met John uh, the year of 2001, 2002 is when I actually, you know, kind of introduced it at a trade show. And he came up with the name Waxing Quiddick. I'm like, I love these little things. I just know there's something here. And he said, "It's waxing poetic." He just like came out with it, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's the best name ever!" And then I'm such
0: a poet too. Let's interject and say who John is. Right. Yeah, John's John. I've, John I've known since I was yes. 11 years old. Yeah, and I love him more because he married you. Oh my gosh, John Simpson. Wow. He's such- <laughs>
1: such a blessing he's such a he is a poet and he's a I'm poet so he's happy that we connected through john so anyway john yeah, the same. Um, john said waxing poetic i'm like oh my god this is great and i saw my mom and dad i said to my mom i got this new thing it's called waxing poetic and she said that's the dumbest name i've ever heard. <laughs> 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 And um, and that is so, that is so like what the journey is about, like being a little future driven myself and being a little ahead sometimes and people not getting it until they get it. And, and that's okay. But trusting that it's the right thing to do. So it was so fun to come up with this whole concept. And so basically I took it to a trade show and nobody got it. Everything was really blingy. It was a different moment in time than, than where we are today in 2018, very different. You know, there were just, there was just like gobs and gobs of like, you know, just stuff, Mm -hmm. stuff, stuff, stuff. And I'm here with this little, these oxidized little letters, you know, that hold a lot of meaning to me. And I'm kind of trying to like sell those and people didn't get it. And I kind of hung on and I just kind of fleshed it out a little bit more. And then I took it to the, to a second trade show, I think maybe, I don't know, four or five months later, six months later. And I got two big orders. I got two hundred and fifty thousand dollar order and a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar order. Like wow. It it happened. I had, you know, I also had I had sales, you know, I got a sales rep. I did all that, you know, that early work in the business, bootstrapping the business, doing everything myself, eating rice and beans, all that stuff. It's literally, it sounds so cliche, but but that's how it started for me. Um, and a and a belief in this thing that was moving through me that you talk about it a lot in your work, being open to kind of receiving something that I was channeling. It's kind of like that because I could have talked to myself out of it. listening. And to you had
0: people, that's such a great yeah. lesson too. Yeah. Um, a, you could be, like you said, ahead of your time you, you know, and just keep trusting that your time will come. And also, I'm sorry, but when, when you go to those two things, going to a trade show and having it be a no, and then going and having your mother say, a no, those are hard to like, and I know you're really close to your mom too. It's not like, you know what I mean? So it's, those are two big things that you still had faith in spite of that. And I love you for that. That's, yeah. I just
1: you know that feeling when you when you're in the, the the zone when you're in your sweet spot when you're writing Bridget for you and all the other the events you're planning all it's like you're carried by something that's big it it feels like I'm carried by something bigger when I'm really in the, in the pocket and it's almost like I have headphones on like. I don't hear anything. Oh, Everything. It's like I have blinders onto the world. And that's how I felt about waxing poetic. I just, I just got
0: chills when you said that. That, that is so, such a beautiful image, right? When you're in the zone and you feel like you have blinders and earphones in. Yeah. Like you, you know that you're in the zone. That's so beautiful.
1: Yeah, I could, I could just be designing for hours and hours and it's like, it's good. It's like, that's when the really good stuff comes Um, When you listen to, you know, when you are really in tune with what you're trying to receive and and the gifts that you have and and trying to use them to to do something meaningful for, you know, for yourself and for others. So, so that was really cool. So that was the, that was the birth of Waxing Poetic. It was just uh, two different charms, two different styles at the beginning. And I had that kind of lift in the beginning and had to really learn how to take a credit card and learn how to ship and distribute and do all those things and that was just me and John is my you know partner and a couple other people two other people and Lizanne was not involved yet but it was really exciting those early days I love so much because it was so simple there's really just you and the idea and you just carrying that and showing up again and again like here I am I'm this person with these little things like I'm that person and you know (laughs) And I had other things that I was doing, but there was something about Waxing Poetic that just was special from the moment that it started. And um, I feel so blessed that I received it. You know, it's like, it's being, it's such a gift because we've also been able to to turn it into something with Lizanne's help coming into the business uh, several years later. She joined and I was all, you know, I was selling lots of things. I was selling to Anthropology and Neiman Marcus and bigger stores. And I was doing handbags and belts and all this really cool stuff. And Waxing Poetic was just a small piece of a bigger line and Lizanne came in and it was sort of like, I had a lot going on because I'm a creative person and like a creative person like me needs somebody like my sister to be like, no, 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 wait, slow down a little bit here. This thing that you just did like five years ago that people are still asking for, but you've already moved on. Like I kind of moved on because I was like, oh, it kind of went like up and down. Like it was a big success for like two years. And then it kind of like, you know, I was selling in the fashion world. And things kind of move quickly in the fashion world. It's like, right. it's driven by the next color or the next idea, whatever. So I moved on and I was maybe doing some knit bags one year. I did some bags. One was in town and country and it ended up in um, Neiman Marcus. It was so exciting for me and all this kind of wow. really fun stuff. And meanwhile, this little idea waxing puddock was like on the shelf in the back, you know, it was still there. And people had bought initials when they had their first baby, a woman would buy an initial. And then two years later, she had another baby and, so we got these phone calls. Hey, do you guys still have those little waxy initials? I'd like to buy another one. This was before Lizanne came in, but I had a Miguel. If you're out there, Miguel, <laughs> I love you. Who um, was our production manager. He said, Hey Patty, you know, people are calling. You should bring this back out, bring it back out. People still want these. They're still relevant. And I was so used to things just going away because I was in the fashion world. And that was such, such a genius moment in time when Lizanne and I connected on the waxing poetic idea of what it could possibly be. She was in the gift market. I was in the fashion market. She said, you know what? I think you're selling this to the wrong customer. I think this is a wow. gift. This is something you're giving yourself or you mm-hmm. it's not fashion. It's not really, even mm-hmm. though it was cute and you could rock it, you could wear it all. But back then it was only a couple styles. So I said, Oh my God, you're a genius. Let's, let's try that. <laughs> that seems really <laughs> smart because there was still the connection and, and I knew that people loved it and people were asking for it again. So Luzanne helped me and we created, we put together a little line, our first little catalog, and we took it to a trade show. But we had a, a little, I don't know, two foot wide booth, not a booth, a shelf. We had a shelf. <laughs> and you know, the next day I opened up my email you know, my inbox. And there were like $60,000 worth of orders in there. And I was like, hot diggity dog. My sister <laughs> is a genius. <laughs> uh, and this little thing that I thought had promised years ago, it still ha- it's still holding meaning for people. It's evergreen. It is something important. It's little and it's tiny and it's mighty. And, um, I love and that. So, it's, and so and it's tiny and it's mighty. And it's like it's every right. good idea, right? Yes. We used to have this funny, um, Brianna, we have a poet that we work with. We worked with her back then and we still work with her. She is the soul of this whole thing. And she came up with this idea in Tiny We Trust because these little oh. pieces, it's like the little moments, our little moments as people, those in-between moments, the things that are unspoken, all those little things. That, that's what poetry is. That's what we tried to really, you know, bring to to our jewelry. Like, could this, could jewelry stand for something more than what it just the physical object? Could it be a connecting point between people? Could it, you know, could it carry memories? Could it hold intentions for the future? Could it ex- be your expression of this moment in time right now? Like, it could be all of that. And so over the years, that's kind of where we went with the help of, of course, Lizam being the mastermind behind the, the kind of gift market move and finding our customer. And then Brianna coming in with this beautiful heart and poetry and me just kind of being a conduit, like bringing it together and creating and designing. It's just been, it's just so cool it's
0: just, you you know, the word that you said, you said it earlier, and then it was also a a little tiny magic moment in my last podcast interview with Nancy Levin, she, she was talking about poetry, she was trying to describe to Debbie Ford, Debbie Ford was saying, well, I don't even like poetry, but I'm reading your poetry book, and she said, so yeah, don't think of them as poems, think of them as invocations and prayers, right, and like, you brought that word invocation and I just had this um, image of like, when you give those pieces of jewelry, they're so, like you said, they have, you've been imbuing them with magic, whether they were created yesterday or 18 years ago, you've been imbuing them with magic so that I just saw this little magical wizardry invocation, you know, like when it's handed, like this electricity happens, right? And there's like little baby fireworks that happen in that little exchange. Yes. Oh my gosh. I
1: just listened to your interview with Nancy. I thought it was so, I loved what she said about poetry being an invocation and a prayer and like a blessing. I,
0: blessing believe that.
1: Right? I believe we're all capable of being poets. I believe we all have that poetry in our life and it just shows, it just looks different for all of us. and And I think that's kind of um, the beauty of this, and I love that, that wizard moment, like, it's kind of like, um, you, when you wear it, it it, it kind of, um, those are moments, that's like wizard, mo- like the moments, those, those little magical moments, it's like, what do I need today, I'm going out into the world, what do I want to give myself, I'm going to put on my moon gazer, because I need, I want to stay constant and steady, and this is like, you know, this is fortifies me in that way, or something like that, and, and so it it really, it's like a good, um, it's like a good symphony. It kind of like operates on, on a lot of levels, you know, it kind of hits, it hits you at times in a lot of different ways. And I, and I really, I've learned over the years, like not to underestimate that. Like I put something out into the world with the team and, and we just have things come back to us. We have tenfold, like we hundredfold that people are saying, you know, this be brave, like, you know, my five sisters and I—we lost our father, and we each got this B to get through the next. G- like, in a you know, it could be for somebody going through treatment, or somebody experiencing a loss, or somebody just that—that's up to something new and big in their life. And these, you know, and it's kind of it's it's sort of like not it's not even ours to like assign the meaning to, even though we do. We ha- we always have like it's kind of like when you write it's sort of like you're going to get that as soon as your book comes out, people are going to be like, oh my god, when you, you know this. This superpower. Let's let's so. I, this is how I rock this
0: superpower. Um, um, the, but cool. you, you're bringing up another point, which is that you're creating all these other little mini wizards in the world with personally poetic. So tell us about how it evolved into personally poetic to oh creating gosh. an army of wizards, out, a magical oh army gosh. of wizards.
1: <laughs> okay. These wizards, these poetic people are amazing, amazing consultants. So here's, Here's what happened. So we, we uh, built our first little flagship store. We had a little Victorian kind of house up in beautiful. That was, do you remember that? Of course I remember that. Yeah. So we had, we operated the business out of the back and we used the front as a little Petri dish test. We created this little magical, like every tricked it out every inch of wood was hand carved. The whole place was just spectacular And we just, it looked like an old library with all this like rich texture and these stories and photography by my beautiful friend, Ann, and just lovely, lovely moments. And, um, and people would come in, we'd have customers come in and they'd stay, they'd come in with their girlfriends, like four people, and they'd stay for two hours (laughs) talking about themselves. Like, and we're like, this doesn't happen in a normal jewelry store. This just doesn't happen. People are sharing and they're, they're going through each thing. Like, is it this charm? Is it this charm? What about this person? Oh, they would love this. Let's put this story together. And, you know, just observing how people were interacting with, with the pieces. We kind of let that light bulb went off. Like this is really best shared in a really personal way. Of course, like the jewelry, it's beautiful online and it's great, like you know, to see it—the beautiful photography that we now have with our friend Kim. It's so gorgeous, um, but there's nothing that that beats like seeing something in person, right? Or having right. you know, being able to touch and it, touching and- it, yeah. And have somebody just sit and work with you and say, like, "Hey, Bridget, what's going on in your life? Like, what are you up to? Do you need a guiding word?" Mm. Oh, you, have, you have a cousin that's graduating. Like, where's he going? What's he, you know, just, and it just sparks a conversation that the jewelry just provides. It's like it, it creates space for us to just let down our guard and be vulnerable and share and get into some deep things. And like, and it's just jewelry, but it's so not just jewelry. Yes. And that's kind of like, that's what we really do with, with, with uh, Personally Poetic. It's like we are really inviting people into a conversation. You know, we're inviting, that we call them gatherings. These women are incredible, incredible, heart-driven entrepreneurs. Um, so they come in and they, um, they start their own businesses selling, selling our jewelry. And it's, they each do it in a different way. And it's so, our line is so non-prescriptive and it's so like a beautiful palette. It's like, you're an artist. You're going to paint with colors a different way than I will. Everybody does it differently, and that, I think, is what's so magical and beautiful about what we've been able to build. And, you know, throughout the years, we're like, you know, oh, there's so many little pieces, and it's so hard for people sometimes, but it's not in this environment. It's, like, absolutely the right thing to do. Um, And I think, in general, where the world's going, it's like, you know, these are the things we return to. What's authentic? What feels, what do I feel good in? How do I feel good buying it? Mm -hmm. You know, there's... You know, where does it come from and what's that energy and, and can I do something good with my, with my dollar that I'm purchasing? What happens with that money? Like through us, it's like, you're actually supporting this amazing woman who might be buying, you know, um, t-shirts for a soccer team, her kids' soccer team, or, you know, she might be a single mom, you know, going through a career change or whatever it might be. Um and then also our factory in Bali, the m- hundreds of beautiful people that make the jewelry. Um, and so all this intention and, and empowerment, um, it's actually create we're we're doing a, like when I think about the business and I step back, I'm like, wow, anytime I think I'm doing something small, it, it oh no, God, no, it's like so big, it's so yeah.
0: Beautiful. yeah. And it's I, I what it was striking me when you were talking a second ago is that like we're there's, we're so much on our devices right now and not really connecting with people and your business model is connecting hearts and not just through, you know, through the type, through the, through your device. It's actually like engaging and yeah. even the community that the, of, of people at your factory that create these things. It's just, it's very, it's almost like old worldly, right? Like <laughs> it
1: is, it's like, yeah, we take the orders on tablets. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> I just thought that would be kind of fun. We uh,
0: talked about like, when she, she said like, tablet, by the way, she was, she was referring to the, the old 10 commandments <laughs> tablet, not the tablet.
1: And a chisel, <laughs> yeah. like a rock, a piece of like, like Moses. <laughs> um, but we sometimes talk about like that we really want these gatherings and the experience of waxing poetic to be an antidote to the screen and to the impersonal way that we shop. Um, or you know, that we have been shopping and not that we don't like the convenience of online and we all love that, but but I think that there's nothing that replaces um it's kind of like when you come home from work, the first thing you do, you put on your comfy pants and your comfy shoes, and it's like giving yourself a hug. It's like that's what these things, it's like, don't worry, let me help you with this, let me Mm -hmm. help you find the right thing for yourself, it feels good, you know, it feels good, and um, I think we all need a lot more of that, given what's going on in the world, and it's kind of like the perfect time, it's always a good time to do this type of business, because I think it's, it's as, um, it's as driven and as passionate as the hearts that are doing it, and um, that's always needed, you know, that kind of like conscious business, you know. Yeah. Why am I do, you know, and, and why am I buying? I'm buying not only for what it is, but for what it means and also for how it helps and for the impact that it has in a global sense and in a sustainable sense. So I think, you know, those are things we try to make sure that um, that we stay true and authentic to delivering that kind of, you know, experience.
0: That personal touch is sustainable too. Cause you never forget, you never forget that gathering. You never forget, when you bought that piece, I'll never forget the day you weren't in the store the day I bought this chain, but I'll never forget the experience of finding the perfect chain for yeah. my pendant. I was, you know, like it's yes. And you yeah. remember those moments. I'll remember the salesperson forever. I'll remember the whole everything about the store, you know, it's very, your work definitely brings you back to the present, brings you back to the heart. And like, there's no chance you can walk away. Um, you know how you, uh, the talking about sustainability, like there's so many things that I've bought in haste or, uh, you know, just not connected to my heart. And then, uh, you forget why you bought it and there's no, you have no connection to it. And then it's like, oh, I forgot I even had this because I didn't really care about it to begin with. You know? That'll <laughs> oh never gosh. be the case with your, with your pieces. Never. Oh my gosh. That's such
1: a good insight, Bridget. It's so,
0: yeah, because at the moment
1: of transaction, when you're, when it's all about you and you're really taking time to like, think about yourself and what you really want and what you're going to, you know, feel good wearing or even buying the gift for somebody else really thinking about them it's a whole different way to transact it really is it's it's thank you for that's beautiful i love that no
0: and also brick and mortar brick and mortar stores are so going out of vogue these days and you've made a vogue brick and mortar store so i wanted i want you to talk about your brick and mortar store in um in santa barbara and also Talk to us about Santa Barbara, because you, ha- you guys had a hell of a time with the floods and the fires, and I know you did so much in your community, so yeah. let's, let's focus on Santa Barbara and your store. And
1: Yeah, so, um, so we, we do have a wholesale channel that we love, and we, that's how we grew our, biz- our business to begin with, and we very much believe in, in retail still. Even though things have, have shifted to online, we, um, we think they're going to shift back and they already are in the, if it's an experiential, if it's the right type of retail, um, it, it still works and we believe in it and we believe that retail is a place for people to come together. Just like our gatherings, we're all about connection. So the space became available in Santa Barbara. It's in the, you know, coolest neighborhood. Uh, that friends of ours, uh, they have this wonderful restaurant, The Lark and Lucky Penny. They started these lovely restaurants when there wasn't much down there, built this really vibrant neighborhood, lots of cool stuff started moving in. And we were able to score this like amazing space right on the corner, right on the corner in the middle of everything. It's just such a lovely space. It has two doors. It has a lot of flow through traffic. And it feels like the heart of that community,
0: of the downtown. It really does. It was That's- like it was waiting for you. I wonder when they're going to come and fill us up.
1: Right. Exactly. So we, you know, we sort of, we were, we went through several iterations and, and what we really came up with is uh, we were going to call it the corner. We wanted it to be like that place where you go. It's like, if you want to know what's going on in town, you just go to the, go to that store there on the corner. They'll tell you, they'll hook you up. You'll get the right thing. You know, they won't oversell you. It's that cool, that cool place. Um, We ended up calling it the shopkeeper's. And, um, and gosh, it has been, we just, it's been so much fun building this shop. We didn't want to, um, have it just be an entire waxing poetic store because we wanted to kind of recreate the dynamic that our, our wholesaler, our retail channel has. We wanted to kind of make it multi-line and we wanted to see what the synergy was between our brand and other objects and other brands. And, um, it's been such a success. It's been amazing. People love it. You know, it is the flagship store. So, if you want the real waxing poetic experience, and you want to just see the entire line, uh, we i think—we're one of the only shops in the country that has the entire entire line. We do have some big retailers that have been doing it so well for years that we actually learned a lot from when we open, um, that do it beautifully. And um, so, Santa Barbara, yes. Yeah, so, we opened in August, and then the months so we had a big fire uh, that December. And then, um, January we, we lost lives. We had a big mudslide and homes. Oh my gosh. Um, and we're still reeling as a community in trauma. We lost, you know, places of worship and places and homes and kids at school, young kids that lost their lives. And, um, so, you know, we felt a responsibility to, you know, be an active part of the community. So we're doing what we can as a local business to help. Um, Our poet wrote a beautiful poem um, called Love Lights Through, and we assigned a charm, a special charm. It's half, it's half dark night and half sun. Oh, beautiful. Um, Because that's what it feels like to go through this. It's just pure darkness. It's just like destruction, death, darkness, no reason why, you know, it's like you ask yourself these questions and it's like, you know survivors guilt all kinds of craziness all kinds of conversations and um so our community really rallied a lot of things happened here everybody came together i mean it's it's hard times really you know you got to go deep it was it was horrible and and my heart i mean i'm a pretty empathetic person but i never really understood what's going on in other parts of the world until it really happens to you it's like Floods, famines, fires, you know, disasters, bombs. Like, I know you talk about this on some of your other podcasts, um, just the state of the world today and, you know, how we really have a responsibility to be the light. Mm -hmm. Each one of us, those dark corners need to be lit up, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and even just taking somebody out of their grief and being a place where they can come which is what the shopkeepers became after that, a place people would come. Oh my God, I can't believe what happened right down the street from me. And Mm -hmm. we would just talk, you know, we talk. So that's kind of what our whole, our whole And you have
0: music. Let's bring, um, and John is um, an incredible musician. Yeah. Let's talk about that because John has infused your business with these glorious musical happenings also.
1: Oh my gosh. So yeah, so we, John's a musician. He's in a band called the Double Y Kings. And um, for anybody in Santa Barbara that's listening to this, if it's, I don't know if this is coming out before his gig, November 17th.
0: It's, yes, it'll come out. Yes, next Thursday. So okay. it'll come out before his gig. Yay! Because
1: yeah. okay. he's playing a night, a really fun gig at the Libero Theater. They're doing a, a tribute night to the music of Neil Young. And it's amazing. They're such, such incredible uh, bands, the, all the members of the band are incredible, and they're also all leaders in their in the communities that they're in, and uh, some of some of them are in our local community. And so that's going to be a really fun night, but. John, so what happened with the store is like, it just got this rock and roll vibe. It's like, we had these, you know, this, this artist, Norman Seif was on the walls, thanks to Susan Pitcher and David Wexler, our collaborators. And, you know, it's pictures of Joni Mitchell and just, you know, Mick Jagger and these cool, like people that are the brand for us, those artists, those dreamers, those individual voices, the people like voices of a generation, like that kind of stuff. It's like, we vibe on that. Like, I think a lot of people respond to that rock and roll vibe, right? It's like,
0: yeah.
1: like, we all have a place in us, like, when we were in that, maybe more in it than we are today, right? When we were teenagers yeah. or in, in college or something. So, um, and we were really excited about this space because it has a stage. It used to be called the Guitar Bar, and it was used for performances and, and selling guitars. And so we were like, this is cool. This is kind of the retail we want to do. We want it to be an experience. We want to have gigs here sometimes. Like, let's do that let's let's put it, make everything, build the displays on wheels, which we did, most of them, so we can move them away, and put them in the dressing rooms, and whatever, and we can have shows, so we were lucky enough, through through uh, Alan Kozlowski, another amazing, phenomenal filmmaker, and photographer, and sitar play, guitar player, and sitar player, and you know, he played with Ravi Shankar, and George Harrison, and these, you know, this is his world and these just brilliant photography from him that we had in our store for a while. And, um, he, he just has, is one of these guys, he, he's a connector to other musicians. And so we were lucky enough to have, uh, Kenny Loggins came in and played and, oh my gosh, people, we, we had to turn people away. They were outside, like, we want to come in and he's a local Santa Barbara guy. Who's just the coolest most brilliant talent. I mean, biggest heart. Wow. Biggest heart. And then Jeff Bridges played. Um, Michael McDonald played with his sister. Wow. We played like some amazing Doobie Brothers that would blow your mind. Mu- and just for our little community. So That's big so hearts, amazing. little community, big hearts, like big ideas. And people saying, you know what? Yeah, we need that. We need to come together. And so like, you know, and these guys didn't ask for money at the door. Or you know, they're just playing to play for our community. It was so cool. Yeah.
0: No, you brought so much love and light back into the to to offset the darkness. Right away, you started having these musical things. Right after,
1: yeah, and it's kind of like that's kind of how how the story's being written down there. It's sort of like it's becoming like a it's becoming already like a storied kind of place because these stories kind of are there. And and you know we threw the first events like let's just do it. Let's just buy some wine and invite people and not charge anybody. And it was just like all about goodwill. You know, when you just, when you don't ask for anything in return, mm-hmm. you just get the goodness. And it was so, it's just, it's just like, we're learning so much from every day in business, but, but it's really fun being down there. It's also really fun for us, you know, our waxing poetic hub, the, the offices to go down and just work a Saturday night and interact with people over the jewelry. It's great. Like when you went in and picture, it's like I get to meet so many people and from all over the world that are coming in and in beautiful Santa Barbara and they're discovering the brand. So it's, it's really good. And, and, um, you know, we kind of take it seriously that we are trying to really create something much more than the object. And, um, and I think it's, that's evident in in the way things are going down there. It's, it's people are really responding well
0: to it. I wanted to talk, um, because It wasn't that long before you were hit by these natural disasters that you had, you were dealing with your own cancer and then you had, Lulu had a health scare. So I I don't even understand. And you don't even look exhausted. Like if I had the the few years that you had in a row, I don't even... like you just recovered from one thing and then bang, and then just recover from another thing and then bang. And, and you have this truly elegant way, not only taking care of your own heart, but taking care like John's heart, his his girls were sick, you know, one after another and taking care of Lulu's heart and taking care of your own heart. So I just want you to talk about that a little bit because you have such wisdom in that area.
1: Well, what got me through it or what keeps me able to like wake up and feel good. I, I remember reading this Dalai Lama quote or in the book, do you know that book with, it's like the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu. I think it's that. I've oh yeah, it. It's in there. And he said, it's just, somebody said like, how can you smile all the time or something like there's so much suffering in the world. And he said something like, there's always such a depth of suffering. It's sort of like um, knowing that yours isn't the lowest depth of misery, of suffering. It just isn't. It's just like, I'm going through stuff, stuff and I'm sitting in a room, taking my chemo, eight other people, and they're, some of them didn't come back for the next treatment. You know, they didn't. And and that's really humbling when you're kind of going through your own thing and you might maybe feel sorry for yourself for a little bit. And then you say, no, 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 I'm not. I'm whole. I'm whole spiritually. I'm whole. You know, I always try to respond from a place of spirit instead of a place of physical, you know, physical physical is pain. Spirit is suffering. Is my spirit suffering? My spirit wasn't suffering. My spirit was being awakened. But it wasn't tough suff- it had to go to dark places to wake up and I had some pain but but in but I tried to keep my spirit strong and bright and awake and alive and understand that I could heal I could heal even if i even if I was taken to the end of the line I could heal myself you know I could heal my i could be whole I love and, that. Um, and that's um that's one of the 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 gifts of of you know getting going through treatment uh, getting a diagnosis is discovering your own divinity i talk about that a lot when i write things for waxing poetic but jesus jesus healed from within when he was healing he was healing from within, he was helping people heal themselves. And I think the big lesson in it is really, how did you get sick in the first place? What are you doing to keep yourself whole? What are you doing to, you know, we all, we all have feelings inside of us when we know that if we're off center, if we're off balance. Anita Mirjani's book, Dying to Be Me, I would recommend it to anybody listening. If you're interested in this subject, they're making a movie out of it. She had a near-death experience and basically was supposed to die and came mm-hmm. back. But it's all about. You can drink every green juice in the world. You know. You can be. You can be doing everything right, and it could still. You could still get sick. And it's really what you know. So thinking about it from a naturopathic, and I also kind of would encourage everybody going through this. And you know, I could make recommendations, but I, I got I got a lot of help understanding why first because. Your immune system gets weak for a reason. You know things happen. There's a chain of events that happen, and really um, intuitive, integrated medicine people look at that. They'll look at like kind of what's going on in your life, Patty. What what happened in the past two years before you know before you got your diagnosis? So so I, I kind of really got into that. I got really into understanding why I got. Sick? Why do people get sick? How to, you know, keep my 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 um, spirit strong? How to smile through those treatments? It's hard. It's really hard. It's really really hard coming through that. I started my chemo in January of 2016, and in the end of 2016, I was in the hospital and Children's Hospital, and Lulu had a really horrible, scary thing. I won't mention exactly what it is, but she had something that was life-threatening that happened to her, and she had to have major surgery. And Bridget came, you came, and <laughs> brought some angels and. Lulu was loved that. I mean, mm-hmm. just mm. how you, I mean, this is what we're talking about. The kind of healing that happens on, you know, it's, it's different, different insights into the whole process, the whole process of being in a human body, being a spiritual being, understanding what happens, how it happens. And then, and understanding that we're whole the whole time Lulu was in surgery. I was praying. My mantra was like, she's here. She's whole. She's oh. here. She's whole. She's oh. She's whole. She's here and she's whole, like, she will be fun. like, I, I, you know, it's like, that's, I didn't go to dark places because I had already been in a dark, I already knew that this, that that's the answer. The answer to everything is really finding, going into the spiritual place where you really are, your hair turns gray, you lose an arm, you what lo- whatever happens to you, all the th- stuff that's happening in the world. There are still people that get up every day and they're strong mm-hmm. because, they, because they're not, identifying with things that are that are not um, real, you know, what's really what's who what's the truth, the truth is in, in your in, in your suffering is is yourself, you know, and, and like, I tried to not I tried to alleviate my own suffering through what happened with Lulu. And I tried to just show up for John, because he had already been a caregiver for me. I know. I tried. Oh my
0: God. You guys did made, you guys were doing such a beautiful dance of supporting each other. I was so inspired by your marriage. That's when you really see how, how much a marriage can dance is in moments like that. And you guys were, and the three of you dance together. It's It's just, you have such a beautiful family unit. And you're so connected in the best way and not the codependent, you know, the codependent dysfunctional way in this very beautiful way. And, uh, you all kind of just, uh, you just danced through what was a terrifying time. And I, it, it never felt dark. It never felt dark, um, something that you just said I love that she's whole that's such a great mantra and you were it sounds like you were using it for yourself too I am whole I am and when we have something go wrong and I I am I am so guilty of this like it just feels like something's broken you know like or you know like we I was just um wrote something that I'm going to post on Instagram in the next few days which is you know, your heart didn't break, it just cracked a little so some light could come in, right? Like right. like we think of our hearts as broken. We think of ourselves yeah. as broken. I'm a broken person. I can't be a good whatever because I'm broken or or right. my body's broken because it has cancer. You know, the right. whole- space and right. I love your antidote is that I am whole. I am whole. And yeah.
1: think about it like I love that, Bridget. I, Brianna, our poet, wrote something. I'm gonna totally not do it. Say it the right way, but I want it. But you, you guys will all get the vibe. She wrote something like, like we can, we can cut ourselves down. We can, we can prune our. You know, we can break. We can like, and then it's something like roses have been doing it for centuries. Ah, so awesome! It's like a rose bush is whole, even though you don't see the bud. You don't yes. see the, the blossom.
0: It's oh. there. Oh my God, she's a genius. It's like we're being pruned. We're being pruned so we can be bigger blossoms in the future. Yes, it's true. I and love that analogy. Yeah, it's is. all there. It's all we're, we're that the life force is there. Do
1: you know what I mean? Even if yeah. right now it doesn't have hair, or it's in surgery, or it's in whatever, or whatever it ends up looking like, I think the essence of what it is, it's still. It's still Roche, but I'll find. I need to find it and send it to you. The the poem. It's it's a little like it's a little. She's so brilliant, and I wouldn't be able to do the work that I do with designing. Like I always say to her, like we're doing this female empowerment um, group for. Um, it's coming out for next Mother's Day, and I said to her, "What can we? Do? Gosh, you know, we're kicking back and forth ideas, and um, oh my gosh, can I share a little bit about what it is? Just a teeny bit because it's coming. Oh my god, can you? Out. What are you talking about? Can you? It's forthcoming, it's forthcoming, but we talked about, we both, uh, she gave me this book called Natural History of the Senses, and it's, I love that book, I, I have read it twice. Oh my gosh, isn't it genius? It's genius. She writes in the, in the, in the chapter on smell, she talks about the violet, and how a violet, um. It has a it does something, it sort of tricks your nose into thinking that it doesn't have a smell, but it actually does have a smell. So we're using that for women's voices. It's like, no, I'm here, I'm here. And we're gonna we're gonna be working with that theme. And the jewelry's be, it's, jewelry's already done, it's beautiful, and we're working on the campaign right now. And the idea, it's called Little Goes Far. The idea of one voice started the me too, you know. Right. And Right. We we can we can overcome things. Little goes far. Li- and that's like in Tiny We Trust how Tiny and yeah. Mighty, yeah. Tiny and mighty. It's like it's like trust this, you know, Saint Teresa,
0: the little yeah. way.
1: Trust yeah. the little way. Trust the, these little things. So um yeah, so Brianna is a queen of like all poetic everything for waxing poetic. I love you, Brianna, if you're listening. Um she's yeah. beautiful and we can't do what we do without her she really brings such this is really in. the
0: brianna episode because i think we've mentioned brianna more than
1: we mentioned it i'm sorry but i love i just love poetry so i funny. love brianna too
0: now i have to meet brianna oh my gosh um, we okay we'll, we'll meet, you'll meet her yeah we got uh, i gotta anyway. meet her and
1: anyway,
0: yeah. yeah so and i just want to say that i'm also wearing right now i forgot i'm wearing um and i wear it most days my superhero of love cuff that you made uh, which we oh my should, we should talk about that too. Yes,
1: yeah. So um I just got my sample. I'm so excited. Um, but, but
0: let's tell the backstory. So oh, yes, yes, you yes. No, just uh, just uh, I mean there's there's not a big box, but just all I went to my mailbox one day and this magical gift was in my mailbox and I and I opened it up and I literally screamed because <laughs> this was I don't know if it was before I had my book deal. I think it was, no, it was before I got my book deal. So I was still in the throes of finishing the book. Um, and, um, I opened it up and I see this gorgeous piece of jewelry. It's a, um, uh, a brass cuff and and then I looked and I saw that there were letters on it. And I did at this point I didn't see who it was from, I think. For some reason, I might have opened it backwards or something. So I opened the gift like a child, I think. And <laughs> I, and then so I didn't know what were the letters going to be. And, and and then I looked and immediately and it was you because and it said superhero of love. And I love it so much. And Patty has agreed to to um to anyway i'll let you do yeah that. yeah
1: um well i mean so um as your listeners know and our new friends that are, are are you know uh waxing poetic and personally poetic friends are listening today bridget's writing a book wrote a book called superhero of love and it's coming out in january and i'm your biggest fan and maybe not your biggest i'm, I'm your biggest but i'm among the i'm among the like you know satellite <laughs> crew um, who <laughs> supports you and loves you and loves what you're up to and um you've done so much for me and my family and I can't thank you enough for that to support me through all the hard times we've been through and everything but and you truly are you're a superhero of love and I just think that that message will resonate and poetic people out there hit me up and let me know how you feel about this but this little superhero of love cuff is so great it's we got the sample here and the girls here in, in the office said oh my
0: god superhero of love that's so cool. Oh my God. I just that. got chills. Tell yeah, me about I didn't, that. I didn't mean <laughs> that to be an entree into talking about me. I really didn't. I know. I just, I, you're so I, <laughs> I
1: mean, but I, I just wanted to make the connection with the, with the, yeah. um, how it, how it happened. Yeah. Because I think it needs a little context that way. And just to be like, it's kind of, you know, like, um, claiming like, you know, how Nancy was saying in your last podcast, she claimed like selfishness. Yes. Like that selfhood, that idea. Yeah. It's like superhero. Claim it yeah claim it it's own like, it, it baby. own it it's like <laughs> that feels so good it's like I want to be a superhero of love, I want to remember that I can heal people with my heart you know? I wrote
0: you know and I wear it because I want to be reminded, even though I wrote the damn book and i'm dealing you know with the book constantly um I need to be reminded of it too. Looking down at it, it reminds me, no, go from the heart, go from the heart.
1: That'll be available for sale uh, next year. We're excited
0: to, to, you know. Yeah, and I'll have a link, those- I'll have a link on my site to it. So yeah, if you, if you sign up for updates from Superhero of Love, you'll get the announcement when it's available for sale. Yes. But I, she's, she showed me the samples in there. They're super cool. But yeah. you know, nothing will be just like mine. <laughs> yeah, you have the first, you have the specialist one. I have a special one. Special one. Is there anything else you wish to say about you, the world, waxing poetic? Any parting words for us?
1: No, I just want to say thank you. I just feel really grateful to be doing what I do. And I just want to, it's, you know, it takes a village, you know, it takes a village. And just to thank everybody that um, helps us, you know, make the world uh, a little bit brighter, better, whatever we could do with our, you know, in our little way, like we were talking about, um, you know, just feeling grateful. And, and I love, I love the ear world. I love these podcasts. This is great. I love what you're doing. This Yay. is, really, I've been listening to you in my car and I just think it's, it's so nice to have like ear versions of like, we, we're going to have your book now we have
0: your ear, ear version of you. So. I love that ear version. So <laughs> it's awesome. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's great. Well, I just want to acknowledge who you are. And well, who you are to me is just a giant heart. And you, I, I don't get to have you all to myself. You are that for the world. And I'm just so glad that people have so many venues to be touched by your heart. You're just an amazing person and very inspiring. And I hope one day that you will write a book yourself because You have so many beautiful stories and so many pieces of inspiration that you could share. And just even from the last four years of your life, for God's sakes. I mean, like how you have just, um, you know, just, you are a joy. You are a light in the world. And thank you for sharing your light. Thank you
1: so much. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Love you.
0: That was the divine Patty Palier Simpson. Thank you so much, giant-hearted Patty, for coming today. And if you want to check out her gorgeous designs, go to waxingpoetic.com and also to personallypoetic.com. You heard her talking about personally poetic also. And then her store that she mentioned in Santa Barbara, downtown Santa Barbara is shopkeepers so if you're in the santa barbara area please go check that out too thanks for coming superheroes if you feel inclined go over to itunes and leave us a review and or subscribe to the podcast it'll bring more superheroes into the fold have a wonderful day